What's going down, family? It's your girl, the radical redhead, Cole Phillips, coming to you on another fine Monday to have some candid conversations right here on No Ordinary Church Girl, candid conversations on love, pain, and everything in between. Let's get into it. So, um, family, I said I wasn't going to do any news you absolutely cannot use, and, and I, I, I am going to just do a little bit. But before I do that, uh, we do have a guest today. And I'm excited to have this gentleman on the show because I think we're going to have some serious but yet um, enlightening conversations regarding security and just your spirit and a lot of different areas. Because we, when we originally talked, we were able to do that. So, Mr. Dan Moody, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Miss Cole. It's wonderful to be here finally i know right yeah family he kind of harassed me a little bit not in a bad way like, he kind of just poked at me like really why haven't i been on the show yet I'm like yeah you know sorry it's been a little crazy i'm so but busy i'm glad I'm you're traveling the world you know whatever <laughs> you know sometimes not all day but you know sometimes <laughs> but thank you for being on the show i'm really excited about our topic today and and as you know i i tend to do the news you absolutely cannot use and uh, I got to do just a little bit. I, I I wasn't going to, but I just feel it in my spirit. So I'm I'm going to do a little bit. Last right. week's news you most certainly won't use. <laughs> so, okay. Now, how old are your, not baby, but how old? 21, 22, 28, and 29. Yeah, see, okay, so you're on the other side. <laughs> I'm on the other side. Right, that's awesome. Borrowing money's different from me. It's when, when yeah. yours, you know, yours just want to go get some candy. Mine right. want to pay cable bill and all that see see so that was what and i'm so glad see that's just god right that's exactly what i was going to go into so mm -hmm. my sons it's summer right mm -hmm. and it seems like one it's not it seems like it is the grocery bill goes on to a whole nother level uh utilities is a whole nother level right and like right now every time i turn around mom can i go here how much does it cost is my next question mm -hmm. oh it's just four dollars but then the next day, oh, that's just eight dollars. So like we're up to twelve, and oh, it's just ten dollars. I'm like, okay, look here, you little niblets. I'm gonna need y'all to sit down somewhere and mm. stop, right? <laughs> so being on the other side, because I have this thing, I'm like, okay, I'm moving at the pace of God. I know that I can't necessarily do all the things that my empty nesters, if you will. <laughs> but but see, and you giggle because I have a feeling that the empty nester is not really an empty nester. It's it's more of a facade these days it is because they leave and they come back right <laughs> or they're gone but they're not really gone gone right. you know they're still coming over eating they still want to hang out <laughs> and honestly you find yourself wanting them to come over sometimes because okay. you've been so used to them being there yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah it's empty nest thing is totally different now yeah see because mine are like we had a conversation like they don't want to leave like they have this plan where they're like, mom, so, you know, when I get this deal or when I do that, uh, I'm going to build your house. But you're going to be like right around the block. I'm like, no, no, no you have to do like <laughs> me. I, I created a calendar. Did you? Years before they graduated, oh. all of that. And then I'm just like every day I'm marking on that calendar. Okay. And then one day they said, well, dad, what's that? That's the day that you exit. That's <laughs> <laughs> so you just so you know, it's not right. a surprise. That's right. when you got to get out of here. I'm you know? telling you. But summertime, you know, I. Just had to because being you know a single parent you yeah. have to i had to plan what they were going to eat and what they were going to spend right, and right. so it's like hey this is your budget for this week and this is the food that i bought when you run out of either one of those uh, yeah i'm i'm, I'm sorry it. for you that's it. right <laughs> i mean it's it 
like I keep calling them little niblets. It's like they just nibble all day long. And mm. I don't know, family, if any of you are dealing with this. I know my parents are. It, but I'm I'm really not believing the empty nester. Like there was a time where I said, oh, I'll be glad when my sons are this age or that age and we'll be able to do this and we'll do that. I, I'm not convinced anymore. <laughs> and then you're not helping. No. You're, you're they, gonna... <laughs> you know, some of like they'll leave my my my. Uh, three of them, yeah. are, my oldest are gone. My youngest is still there. Okay. But the good thing is he works. Okay. But the other side of that is because they feel they're grown, they want to come in when they get ready. And so then you hear the door open and you jump yeah, up. Yeah, you're like, not in my you house. You're like, Daddy, you're about to shoot me. I'm about to shoot somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you better know. speak up when speak, you come up in something, there. blow a whistle right. or something. I don't Call know. me ahead of time. <laughs> you say, hey, I'm so, on my way in. Right, in, in the kitchen cooking. And now we're still looking like, okay. What are the, hey, that juice, that's about 45 cents. Where's the juice you're getting right there? Right. You know, something. But uh, it gets better. They, You know, when they get older, they can help out and things. But you still have to have some guidelines in place with that. Right, right. Because you're giving on a bill doesn't mean I need you to give on a bill. Right. It's a part of your responsibility. Right. 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 I was paying this. I qualified for this house without you on the application. Right. Let's get right. that understood. Yeah, that is. That... <laughs> this is what you have to do right. to live here. Right. Because if you were somewhere else, that was what you do. I don't need it. Right. So It's principle. I, it's just principle. Yeah. So if you were to go today, son. Right. I'm going to be fine. Daddy going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I don't shout out to all the parents dealing with the summer because and, and here's the thing. I was thinking about that from an empty nester perspective. Right. So there is no summer. You know what I mean? Like, OK, so the summer is a little, little higher in the in the financial realm, a little mm -hmm. more spending. Right. Then you get to school, you can level out a little bit. But when empty nester, like you said just now. It's like all the time. So it's, like it's you gotta put a time limit. You have on to some put stuff. a time limit on it. You have to put some things in place of when you can come home for if right. you're coming back, how long are you coming back and <laughs> right. what let's, are we let's doing? Talk about that. Are yeah. we trying to yeah. save money or get your credit together so right. that you can get a place and you can move? And what does that time frame look like? What is the accountability? Because if that's what you're doing, I need to see that you're saving money. Right. I need to see that you're working on X, Y, and Z. Because if you miss work, if you don't go to school, I'm holding you accountable to that right. because this is gonna mess up the plan that we had in place. Yes. So yeah, while it may not be, you still have to put some stuff in place. And then like you said, even with the food bill, your light bill goes up in the summertime. You Hello. know, gas goes up in the summertime. You're doing more traveling because they want to do this. They want to do that. They're watching cable. They're, Hello. you know, it's just so much in the summer. So we have to find creative ways for them to make a little money. My son had to get a lawnmower. Mm -hmm. Old school. All right. And he was. Are you talking he, about the one that you push? Oh yeah. Oh, you wrong. Term, See, that's no, that country no. boy stuff. That's that country boy, yeah, but it, it builds character. Oh, father. <laughs> and now that he has his own little business, he know about yeah, that. But yeah. you have to earn that money. You respect. He respect that money quicker and don't go spend it quick. Yeah. When he was out there cutting grass and then edging. Yeah. But then I had to come along and be like the manager because you had some people that didn't want to pay you out there and got their yard cut. Oh, so now so I got to go down and be a strong man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Hey. And let. Yeah. I'm with you. you to come Pay on up. with that. Right. right. <laughs> Pay that money. So no, it's somebody here. But our kids have skills a lot of times that we have not tapped into that can allow them to earn uh, income like my son now does editing and stuff for social media for videos okay. and then he was able to buy his own equipment I bought him lights and stuff like that I used to be into photography so he does his own photography video shoots he does weddings he 
does uh, consulting work for churches and things like that. So yeah. there are some skills. If they're on social media a lot, yeah. they know a lot of more stuff about social media than we do. I yeah. have to call my son. Hey, my page keep going blank or my phone did this. And your daddy, look, just click that. Yeah. So, but, you know, when people call and ask him about that, say, I can do that. But, but let me, yeah, let me let you know that fee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So teach him. Oh, gosh. Now, I say this all the time that it's not. You know, it's news that you absolutely won't use, but I feel like we've, we've helped some parents we have today. Some, parents today. some summertime, <laughs> some empty nesters. You know, I think they're gonna be all right, right? <laughs> right so I'm gonna right. I'm I'm throw that out the window. We're gonna move on because I really want to get into this topic today. There it is. Uh, so, Mr. Rudy, I really want you to be able to tell the people all about you. You know, I could do it. You know, I, I stalked you a little bit, and yeah. I know we talked, but I think it's really beneficial as we get into today's uh, topic being uh, secure the bag, protecting your purpose. Um, you just kind of talk about your background and what all you've done. Um, I'm right now. I am a, a coach when it comes to weapons, as well as a trainer when it comes to security. Uh, I was former military U.S. Marine Corps. Uh, and when I got out, part of what I, I started going back to my home church, I joined another church. One of the things I started seeing was there was this, uh, it was a void there when it came to security at the mm -hmm. church. So uh, that was about 20 years ago. And so I started up a security ministry there, just kind of doing a little something to make sure pastor was taken care of. But that grew into what I'm doing today. And one of those things is I train churches on how to protect their buildings, how to build a security ministry, how to train your people, get them licensed, uh, making evacuation plans. I also do this for daycares. And uh, I had daycare directors tell me, well, it's just a daycare and it's kids and we don't knew it, know it until somebody got shot in her parking mm, lot. Because wow. one of the number one things that uh, causes violence in churches and school, a lot of it is domestic violence and it ends up bleeding over into uh, your particular business. Right. Uh, so over 20 years, I've been helping churches. I'm the director of uh, security for the Potter's House North Dallas. I run my own business, Diplomatic Crisis and Emergency Management. I work with a number of security companies that provide uh, personal protection as well as uniform services to churches to make sure, and not only like the churches, but private business, just yeah. to make sure that they're doing things legally and that they're protected. And see, what really drew me in, oftentimes in the church, for one, and we've talked about this as far as the misconception of security, right? And mm -hmm. posture, how we posture ourselves. Mm -hmm. But also, talk to me about how you look at this beyond just the church, right? So when you're thinking about security, it's one thing to protect a person. Mm -hmm. But when you think about yourself and what you're doing, how did you really set the tone of how you're going about uh, being insecurity and the level that you take it to, especially being a God centered, right? right. The way you handle it. Uh, for me, I always look at it as uh, when I approach it as far as the church, I look at it uh, from an integrity perspective. I look at it from character. And then I look at it from that whole spiritual perspective, because at the end of the day, these are people of God that you're working around, that you're trying to protect. So I often look at, is this a spiritual situation that we're dealing with? Is it a natural situation? Uh, I also say, okay, it's the way we treat people, right? Because sometimes people come and they see security. And it's like, oh my God, they're so mean. Right whatever, you're still in the house of God. So oftentimes we're doing it with a smile, but you can still be stern right. because I do believe that what you do is a direct reflection of that ministry. Right. It's a direct reflection of that leader. It may be the only contact a person will ever have with the church. And so what you did was either turn them off. And oftentimes what we do, oftentimes turn people on. They come in, they feel secure. And they're like, 
oh my God, this is a church that really care about my children, about right. me, because we do have things in place that uh, when your child moves, we know that your child is moving around the church and we mm-hmm. don't let other people get involved with that. Uh, so for me, uh, even in my own personal life, I had to make sure my credit was right. Yeah. I had to make sure that I wasn't running around with any, and I still don't, with any and everybody saying any everything. My name wasn't called up because there are times I'm handling millions of dollars personally right, right. that in my hotel room, if I'm on the road right. with uh, different events, so I'm doing special events. I've done them for a lot of major people. And so if something comes up missing, I don't want them saying, well, Moody probably took it because, you know, he run right. around and he's at the club and he's just, so I had to also, it, it made me challenge myself to live right. Right. And so I'm glad you said that. So, I think when when we talk about purpose and we talk about anchoring ourselves in who we are, character, integrity, and and being who you say you are all the way around, right? Mm-hmm. You hit on something that I think is really powerful when it comes to credit. Mm-hmm. People don't think about that, right? Right. And I, I talk about this often from the standpoint of I know that there are companies out there that help to restore your credit, mm-hmm. right? But if you haven't learned the principle, so it goes back to what we just talked about with our kids. If you haven't learned the principle of what it is to be a good steward over your finances, you're going to go back and do the same thing, right? right? And so when you think about even employing someone, is it the same thing? Because, again, when we talk about being Christians, right, and we think about who Jesus was and and how, you know, he had murderers, he had people who did tax evasion, you know, he had all types of individuals around him, but he was the example. Mm -hmm. So when you think about who you employ or who you bring along in your what you're doing and part of your purpose, how do you decipher this one? I need to give more of a chance. Is that more of a Holy Spirit led thing? Is that more of, you know, what you just said? I'm this, this and this. So if you don't align with this, this and this can't employ you can't be here. Right. Uh, I do look at credit because okay. credit says a lot. Okay. If you can't stay committed to the, the whatever the agreement you made, how am I going to be? you know, keep a commitment with me. I got you. So I do look at that, but I also want to get the background story on what happened because we, it's ebb and flows in life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're doing great. I've gone through that. I've mm-hmm. gone from making a hundred thousand dollars a year or more to a uh, company went out of business. I lost some contracts and now I'm making $8 an hour, mm. but I'm still living in the $350,000 right, house. Right. With that the didn't change. That right. didn't change. Right. So I had to be, figure out a way to make this work. And so my bills got behind. So I understand that, but uh, it is a part also looking at um, what does other people say about you? Mm-hmm. Is it just hearsay or is that, you know, because we always want to blame it on the hater. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's not hate. It's just true. You just don't want to receive it. So <laughs> you you're just go. saying you hating on me. Right. No, right. It's true. Right. Baby, you shouldn't have had that dress on. <laughs> <laughs> that's not for your body. That's not hate. That's <laughs> and that's, like a, that's so, the truth. So when you think, and, and and I'm glad you said that, when you think about the church, mm-hmm. someone comes in and purely because they do not know, right? And I and I, I really don't like when I see this on social media. Or, or there was one where a man literally cast out, I want to say they might have dressed, um, it was a man maybe dressed as a woman or whatnot, or transgender, right? How do you deal with that, right? So you have individuals that come in that are not in alignment with God's word, but they're seeking. Obviously, they're they're there because they want to get in alignment, right? So how do you, woman comes in inappropriately dressed, right? Like those type of things. How do you address that? If a woman comes in inappropriately dressed, number one, it's not for me to dress because I'm security. Gotcha. Now, I may make other people aware, but... We don't know what she's going through. Right. Here's what I say to people. If you're going to address an issue about the way people address, be prepared to purchase something that they can wear. Boom. Because what if, in fact, that woman says, this is my first time 
I got five babies I'm trying to feed. This is all I got. Right. Are you going to say, okay, well, let me help you. I'm going right. to, you know, so think about that. The other thing is, is that going to affect the way we worship? Right. What she's wearing, what he's wearing. Now, they're doing a, a lot of extra stuff, you know. Uh, there are things that we can do to try and mitigate the issue before it becomes an issue. Uh, seating. Because right. our greeters and stuff, and this is what I'm saying to all churches, you have to have a plan in place where everybody know what they're supposed to do. Right. So this person comes in, let's say they're wearing something, or it's a homeless person, and they smell, and mm -hmm. they're doing all mm -hmm. this stuff. Uh, there's a plan in place where you're going to make contact with this person, maybe or maybe not. Greeters are going to make sure that they get seated in a certain place because now we can keep eyes on them to see if they're going to create any issues or the person with the clothes is they're going to be laying out in the floor. So there's ways to do that. That's something that I let the ministers or leaders of the church deal with. We may make them aware of it. Right. But as far as from a security perspective, I'm not. But we do watch behavior and stuff because sometimes people come in um, when you talked about uh, maybe uh, transgender. Right, right. See, the church is put in a position now to where a private business can say, you can't go in there if they don't want right. to. But when the church does, it's a big thing. Oh, that's the church. They're supposed to be receptive. So right. when it comes to a situation like that, um, for us, I'm not going to challenge that person and say, you're not a woman, you're not a man. Right. Uh, we do have a plan. I don't want to give our plan. We do right. have no, a plan totally in place. Right. That if that person goes in a female bathroom and they look like a man, we have a plan in place to make sure that person's not in there right. harassing other women, doing things that are inappropriate. Gotcha. Because some people come, especially when your church is well known, right, or your business, mm -hmm. they will come with the intention of having an altercation with you. Exactly. Because they want to get it on social media and say, this is what Cole Phillips did to me, and this is mm -hmm. how they treated mm -hmm. me, and da da da, da mm -hmm. and then get the lawsuit. Exactly. You have to have a plan before that happens. Right. With how we're going to handle it, who's going to handle it, and a script. This is what we're saying. Mm. Because sometimes we get, we start running off in rabbit holes, and let's say I'm your assistant, and you, and I'm uh, dealing with the issue, and I'm saying, well, God don't believe in that, and this mm -hmm. is what the Bible says, mm -hmm. and that's not, it's, mm -mm. Right. we're not going, We this is not the time for me to preach to you. Right, right, right. So you have to be careful in how you approach that, because uh, even with situations, I've uh, had situations where something like that happened between uh, two women in, in a church that yeah. uh, I manage, and they call me and said, "This is what we got." And these, you know, we think they're in an inappropriate relationship. Mm -hmm. Want to kind of do an investigation. We want to bring them in and talk to them. My suggestion was this: I think that when you bring them in, let's talk about what we believe as a church, right? And say, and then we we got word that you guys were at a situ at a place, and you guys were whatever. Well, I told them, I said, well. Somebody had videoed them and sent it to this particular wow. church. I said, just play the video. Yeah. You don't have to say anything about what you just play the video. Right. See what their response is. And then if their response is, this is what I believe in God, then say, now you know where they're at, right? So mm -hmm. this is not a back and forth. So then you can say, well, as a church, this is what we believe. Mm -hmm. and, and you're a leader. And we're not going to say you can't live that lifestyle. Right. You can't lead with that lifestyle. Right, right. And and so that becomes the challenge that mm -hmm. we have, right? So if, mm -hmm. if we're seeking to reach the lost, to to build hope back into a people who do not believe, right? Mm -hmm. 
And I do have a different, whether it's what my faith, my relationships, whatever it is that is not coinciding with the word of God. How do we as a church, if you will, a building, not the church in, in the sense of what it is as a Christian, but when you think about going to the church, an organization, and I'm supposed to be welcome here, I'm supposed to, according to your word, I'm supposed to find my way and you're supposed to help me find my way. Do you find more churches are not willing to let, when if you do not align with what we believe and what we say the word says, do you find that many will, cast out is not the word I want to use, but in a sense say, well, you can't worship here. Mm-hmm. I believe that there's an old term that they used to use in political terms, and it was called a rhino. Mm-hmm. And what they what a rhino mean meant that people in the Republican Party would say that about other Republicans. Mm-hmm. They would say you're Republicans by name only. Mm. So you have the title of Republican, but you don't behave like one. Gotcha. I believe that there are believers in the body of Christ that are just like that. They take on the title of Christians, mm-hmm. of elders, of pastors, of deacons, of whatever, but they don't have that real spirit of God for who he is. Because for me, I am going to allow the word to do the work. So if you come here, I'm going to be accepting of you. I'm going to love you. I am not a co-conspirator in what you're doing. Right. But I'm going to allow allow God's word. I'm not going to get up here and try and shame you with the word of God. I'm not going to try and embarrass you, do all this stuff, but I'm going to preach the gospel and allow that word to work on your life. Right. Because this is also, uh, again, I had a, a, I've managed several churches and I had a church contact me and the pastor was thinking of installing some people that were living a life uh, that were uh, in a homosexual relationship mm-hmm. as leaders, installing them as leaders. And his leadership team was pushing back and he was saying, I'm the leader and you're being disrespectful. And I said, well, no, pastor, they're actually not. I said, because if you're saying it's okay to live this life and be a leader in this church, then the next time you're out of town and one of your elders is preaching and if he want to bring up a glass of cognac and drink it at the pulpit, can't say right, nothing. Right. Your deacon want to have somebody on the side, can't say nothing. You have to address all sin, not just one. Right. You have to address all of them. And if you're accepting of this, because some people are more accepting of a heterosexual relationship but have an issue with a homosexual relationship. Right. If it's fornication, it's fornication. It doesn't matter if it's a man and woman or two women or whatever. Right. So we right. have to be consistent. Right. I absolutely agree. So here's the part that I'm I'm like picking the pieces apart as, as you're talking. So when you think about securing your purpose, number one, you have to have a plan. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And having the plan before you implement. Yes. Because a lot of times, just as you were saying, there'll be implementations happening, but there is no plan. Mm-hmm. Therefore, even if we think about different scenarios that can occur based on my experience or based on what I've learned, right, and researched, I should have something in play. In the event this happens, I'm ready, mm-hmm. right? I have a plan, the script, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't deviate because I know what this could potentially do mm-hmm. to my purpose. Yeah. Do you find a lot of people jump before they have a plan, they, they just they just implement. They have they implement and then they don't have a plan and then you're trying to run around and figure things out and it right. makes it much worse. You have to have a plan, you have to implement, but then there must be execution. Right. Oftentimes people get inspired by the word of God at church. Right. They get inspired, so they get inspired. They want to do something. So you have inspiration. Right. And then you have implementation but you don't have no execution. Right. <laughs> right. 
So you don't even execute it. Right. And it affects so much, like you said, if, whether it's be security in the church, you have no plan. Right. And so you're just kind of doing anything. And now you're getting all kind of lawsuits. You're missing things. People are getting hurt in your personal life. You have no plan. You, you just implement something. And now your kids are getting left out. And now your lights are getting cut off. You know, personal life, all of that. So I try and use the same tools that I use in security. Yeah. I use in my personal life. I use in my personal business. I use to secure my home. Yeah. What are the people like that are around me? I think we talked about this. I believe you should always have a person in your life that has nothing to win or lose by yes. the information that they're giving you. Yes. Meaning that if you're leaning on me, you say, Moody, uh, I got this situation and I need to do X, Y, and Z. All of the information that I give you, all of the uh, what I'm trying to advise you to do, if I work for you, right? if you have a big contract with me, I'm probably going to tell you what's good for me. Right. Exactly. But I'm telling you, it's good for you because I don't want to lose that. Right? Exactly. So it has to be somebody that can tell you the straight up truth. Cole, sit down. Right. I'm going to need you, 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 you to chill. You're doing too much. <laughs> you don't know nothing about this guy. Right. You don't know anything about You said you want to do what? Right. You want to go and build rockets. Cole. <laughs> you ain't got that man engineer degree. You, that ain't, you ain't even interested in that. You're doing but it for God money. But God told you to do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> oh my God. And that's so vital. When you again thinking about purpose, and yes, we are talking about someone who is has been in security and military, mind you. So the mindset when you think about um, it, it makes complete sense in terms of how you view a situation. Uh, when you go into a room, how you observe uh, different situations, how you observe people, it's it's just natural. Mm -hmm. Your posture is naturally going to be a little different because mm -hmm. of the training, because of the experience. But I also believe that when we're talking purpose, um, I'm very. Uh, I'm, I'm a person that's very particular about, like you said, who is closest to me. Mm -hmm. Now, I can say I have a lot of associates. Right. But when it comes to my confidants, my three, if you will, uh, I'm very particular about those individuals. And I can tell you, I have people who've been around me for now over 30 years and they know me inside and out. You know, they know what makes me tick and what makes me tick. They know when I'm being extra and I'm not saying nothing. You know, they just they know me. Right. And it goes back to what you said. I can talk to them and they can give me information or they can check me in a way. It, it, it is of no benefit other than the care and the love they have for me. When you think about where we are in the world right now, right. And a lot of just the injustices and, and not even just injustices, there's, there's so much division, right? Mm -hmm. There's a ton of division that we're dealing with right now. How do you feel in your position and what you're doing? How does that affect your purpose right now? Um, I think sometimes, and for me, I have to disconnect from social media. I have mm -hmm. to disconnect from news uh, because sometimes you can hear so much, it'll start to affect your spirit. It'll start making you hate people right. or you look at people differently. Like I come in contact with a lot of people that don't look like me right? as far as business, worship, all of that. Right. And when I see certain things that a uh, police officer may do to an unarmed black person, or I see something in the political world that may be done uh, for this president that was uh, wasn't allowed for the last president, right. it starts to bother you. And sometimes you, it can begin to shape how you look at people and how you deal with people. And you'll find yourself treating those person, people that uh, don't look like you, that love you right. differently based on what other people do. So I have to find how to filter that and how to treat the people in my life the way that they treat me and the way yeah. I want to be treated. Yeah. Um, and so it does, while it does affect me, I just have to try and filter all of that stuff out because yeah. it can mess up your mind. It can. And I think it's vitally important that you do disconnect. Mm -hmm. um, the way social media is now, it is a true 
debilitator of the mind, right? And, and you're just getting a ton of opinions. A lot of it is not fact, it's opinion. Like we hear this often, it's a highlight reel. I want you to see what's right with my life, not what's wrong, what's mm -hmm. ratchet, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, but we have our youth who are so caught up in it. I, have, mm -hmm. I find myself with my two sons being 12 and 14, I literally have them on a time constraint when it comes to their phone. Because mm -hmm. my oldest, he's a big sports fanatic. Um, he's heavily, he's playing sports right now as we speak, right? And He's really, when he's looking at his social media, that's all he's looking at. But it's just the fact I'm like, son, you need to read. We had a conversation about being able to articulate himself better. He believes that God's going to allow him to be a pro baseball player. Okay, that's great. If God says the same, I'm excited. Let's do it, right? But I don't want you getting behind a mic, doing a press conference, and all you can say, I think we did good. I think it's all right. No, sir, you're going to need to articulate yourself. I want you to be able to express yourself fully in, or, in good or bad. You know? Or you don't want him posting something today on social media that when he get that big contract, Hello? somebody go and pull up a conversation or exactly. something he said from 16, when he was 16 years old. Exactly. You know, and now he's possibly going to lose that contract because he said something as a child. Yeah. That was inappropriate. Right. But at the time, he didn't know how that affected people. Not fully. You that, know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, I think as parents, it's something we need to do. Mm -hmm. And even as adults with our friends is something we need to do when it comes to purpose, when it comes to your call in your life, right? What you do matters. When I see like the Kim K's of the world anyway, and doing these nude photos, I'm like, your daughter <clears throat> is going to see this mm -hmm. and you need to an answer to this, right? And, and how does this affect the long run? Goes back to integrity, what you talked about, who you are, your character. You know, two uh, two things uh, with the, when you talked earlier about your friends being in your life for 30 years, there are going to be some friends, people uh, in our life uh, for those of you that are listening or watching that have been with you 20 years, 30 years, 10 years, whatever, that are, God's going to remove those people oh, from absolutely. you in this season. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they're going to, they, they did something bad. They've done all they can do to help you to this, right? Yeah. They're great at administrative work. Right. They're great at other stuff. But you're going to may have to move them around and say, just be the calendar person. Yeah. You know, just be the person that understand when this guest comes in or this person, you know how to what to look for, what to treat, make sure that they have X, Y, and Z. Right. But I need this other person that knows a lot more about social media, a lot more about digital footprints and things. So you're going to have when you're going to that next level, you need people that know about that. Right. Right. If you look at the kingdom, there's a shift happening. Oh, man. Look at Marvin Sapp is now yeah, he's here. coming here to the yeah. DFW yeah. every year. Uh, Jamal Bryant moved from. Where he was, he took over New Birth. Yeah. Charles Jenkins is leaving Chicago, going to Atlanta. Right. Um, you know, John Gray uh, left Lakewood and went yeah. somewhere. There's a shift happening and people are moving in place because sometimes you've gone as far as you can go with yep. the ministry. You've gone as far as you can go with the people. Yeah. And now for your purpose to go to the next level, you may have to uh, you know, detach from some people and bring in some more people. And then you got to be able to have that honest conversation with people. It was nothing you did. Right. This is just where I'm at. I just need you to understand. I love you. We're going to still be cool. But as far as that position in my, and that's a hard conversation. It absolutely is a hard conversation. But you know, for me, even in security, it's a hard conversation sometimes to have somebody talk to a person that's been coming to the church forever, have kids there, married, served in ministry. And now you've got to say, you have a restraining order against you. Right. We got to make some changes. We got to make some changes. You know, you made a bad decision. You made a bad decision. We got to deal with it. And yeah. yeah. And so, and then with the Kim K thing, uh, I saw it from a, a different perspective. Mm -hmm. I was talking to my youngest son mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and 
uh, I was saying, hey, why don't you go back to school, get some certifications and some stuff, get you at least an associate's degree because you're handling a lot of people's accounts. I want to make sure that when you're sending out emails on their behalf that your subject and verbs agree. They're not arguing there with you each go. other. There you go. Know? Right, right. Punctuation is correct because Absolutely. you're the face of this organization. You mm-hmm. wanted them when you're sending proposals and things like that. There you you want to be, He's like, well, Dad, you know, Diddy dropped out and Kanye dropped out and, you know, Kim, uh, Khloe mm. Kardashian, and this person is worth all his money. And a lot of them didn't go to school. And we look at Mark Zuckerberg yeah, and you look at this and I'm yeah, like, I yeah. get it. Yeah. It worked yeah. for them. It right. may work for you. I'm not saying it doesn't, but you need to have something. I said, this is not, I'm not saying have a backup plan. I'm saying have tools Be that plain. make you better. Yeah. Yeah. Letters behind your name that say, I know what I'm doing. I have the training. I have the experience, but here are also some other credentials. Like for me, some of the stuff I do, places I go, people I deal with. Yeah. I've I've done security for Oprah Winfrey. I've done security for uh with Bishop Jakes, with other people, all of this world. Right. Uh uh, what's his name down at Lakewood, Joel yeah, Osteen, different mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what I do, not only is it because of the experience and people said, you know, gave me a chance, it was also the credentials, me taking time to invest in myself, there you go. to get some classes, to get training, to understand civil law, to understand the municipal law and things we can and can't do as security. There you go. So even, uh, so with that, it was an hour and a half, two hour conversation. I have my son arguing with me. About oh, I, I believe it. I because believe social it. media has our children believing you can just do whatever. You All you got to do is jump on social media. Now you're a model. Nah, baby, you take pictures on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you are, do not get me started with that. <laughs> but I told my son, because I said, I'm respected in the circles I move with because not only did I earn it, I invested it in my systems work. There you go. I can take my system in any church, any building, any school, put it in place, train your people. It will work. It's been proven, right? Yes. I said the reason why models don't respect some of these people on social media yeah. is because, or comedians, because you popped in, uh, you got a lot of followers and you're doing it, but you never earned it. You never did anything. Now you want the top dollar. I remember, right. uh, I think it was, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, big comedian. Mm-hmm. That was a young comedian that's on social media now that was on tour with him, but he was headlining. Mm. That, the, the young guy. Right, right. So the young guy went out, did 20 minutes, wanted to come off stage. And he was like, no, buddy, you're headlining. Mm. You got 55 minutes. I'm Shut not up. going back out and do no jokes for you. You're doing it. Because they just they don't understand that, okay, it's funny on Instagram. Right. When I get on stage, it's something totally different. And so people will look at you different if you didn't earn it, if you didn't invest mm-hmm. in it. And now you just show up, and I've been in this game. I'm not saying that people don't have any talent. Right. But you just show up, and you want the respect of a model, you're not going to get it. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. That I mean, there are so many different angles I can go in on that one. But I want to definitely make sure we give time for your um your example here that you need to give. And well, I, and I have something that I feel, I feel I'm a vibe off you well, but I, we'll see. I want you to give this example. I, I wanted to talk to, when we're talking about securing a bag yes. and our purpose and all that about, because I do train women on how to protect your home. Right. Yes. Because if you have, if you're the only one there and somebody to get in that house or they're, you know, trying to get in, you need to be able to protect yourself. Uh, but I also talk to uh, families about protecting yourself during a police stop mm. or protecting yourself if police just show up and you're out in your front yard. Yeah. But a lot of incidents have been happening to children. So I wanted to kind of show your viewers like uh, two firearms, right? Because we've been having, I'm going to take these out. Give me one second. No worries. To get this, uh, I think I put the tabs back in. Ooh, he missed it. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> okay. So this is one. Okay. Here. So I'm going to sit it there. All right. And then this is the other. And they're both 
Mm. Dear God. Oh, dear God. Ooh, that just made me nervous holding that. And then the other one. Okay. Can you guys see how I'm handing it to her? Both I, are. Yeah, I see. I'm and paying so attention. I want you to tell me which one is real <sighs> and which one is fake. I'm going to go with the the pretty one is fake. This one. She's yeah. saying this one is. And you see, yeah. y'all see these. Right? Yeah. I'm saying that's fake. Okay. This one is actually the fake one. Okay. All right. But you, when you held it, it had the same weight. It right? did. It did. This is uh, actually a prop gun for movies. Uh, I use it when I'm training. It actually fires blanks. Sounds just the same as wow. a real gun. Wow. Discharges uh, a projectile just like a real gun. Has a magazine, safety, all of that. Wow. Uh, one of the things I tell parents is, oh, people, you know, a lot of times we see officer-involved shootings and we wonder what happened. Uh, how did this cop not know? Right. You only have a few seconds mm -hmm. to realize is this an actual threat or not. Yeah. And in a situation like this, what would you do, Cole? I mean, you just held both of them. You're looking at both of them. I'm honestly, I'm I'm defending myself. Yes. Absolutely. So as a police officer, sometimes those things happen. I'm not yeah. saying every shoot is correct, but I want parents to honor themselves or, or just adults in general and know that Every situation, there these guns and stuff look real now. Yeah. And so police officers have to defend themselves against yeah. that. The other thing is knowing you're right. In the state of Texas, since we're videoing in Texas, yes. two things you're not supposed to be arrested for. That is speeding in an open container. Okay. But if a police officer pulls you over and you have a screw missing out of your light out of your tag, mm -hmm. you have a bulb out of your out this out on your car. They can take you to jail for that in the state of Texas. No, a lot of people go, no, wow. you can't. That's just a ticket. They can take you to jail for that. Wow. Gives them probable cause. You you violate the law. And so a lot of time your attitude wow. dictates it. So I tell people during a stop, you know, the law says if you have a concealed weapon, you have to let the officer know. A lot of people in training classes go, you need to tell the cop I got a gun. I, don't ever say that because it just heightens your Absolutely. sense of what, wait, what do you mean you got a gun? Right. Uh, all you have to do when you give him your driver's license, give him your concealed weapon permit, you know, the other license with it, give him both of them. Absolutely. When he looks at it, he's going to know that you have a concealed weapon. So he's going to ask you, do you have a firearm? Yes. Where's it at? It's in the car. Da, da, da. So I always tell people, give that to them. For me, if I'm stopped, one of my windows are down. My hands are up when he gets there. Yeah. He asks. I give him that. I said, officer, my wallet is in my right pocket. Uh, You want me to get it? Yes. When do you want me to get it? Get it now. I'm just kind of leading him to tell yeah. me. I'm not yeah. moving. Right. I get it. He, he, I get my license. I give it to him. You have a weapon. Where is it at? So on my right-hand side. Okay, just stay there. Or he'll say, get out of the car. Here's the other thing. He asked you to get out of the car. Get out of the car. Mm-hmm. It is a lawful order. Right. All that. You can't tell me, yes, he can. He's asking you to get out for his personal safety. Right. Get out. I'm always standing in front of the car because situational awareness. I know that the camera's running. I know that his mic is running. I have my phone. As soon as I think I'm going to get stopped, I start. I turn on the recorder because it'll match up with whatever is going on right. on that and just try and protect myself. They make mistakes. We make mistakes, right? right. right. So I don't do any unnecessary movements and all that. Just kind of follow whatever he's instructing. Not that that's going to save you, but it might. Right. So I just try and do everything that is that's supposed to happen because if he violates my right, I can come back and fight against that. Absolutely. I may lose, but yeah. But again, it goes back to what we've been talking about the entire time. And and I really want to drive home when you're talking about securing your purpose. You're talking about securing yourself. Mm -hmm. You're talking about securing the gifts and the call that God has put on you. 
And when it comes to what we talked about, the 20 year relationships, right? I don't care if you've went years without a ticket, you've had no type of altercation and the, your time comes, but how you behave, how you, just what you said makes a difference. It makes a difference. When you're talking about securing the bag, your purpose, right? Your home, what you say on social media, how many people have we seen that did or said something and then they we see posts that they lost their job? Right. They lost a book right. They right. got kicked off a movie. Right. That can affect your purpose. Exactly. What I do uh, in the line of business that I'm in, sometimes I come back and come in contact with a lot of powerful people. I'm sure. Not that they can't do anything wrong, but I am by the book with how I'm going to treat you and all of this. Because some people approach me with the intent of recording me. I all, This is what I tell people whether you're in security or not, yeah. always behave as if the camera's on. There you go. And and, and would you it, just something as simple as my dating life, I don't post my dating life. The reason I don't post my dating life is because, one, privacy is peace to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for whatever reason, as soon as you post a picture that you're with someone, all of a sudden they slide in your DM, hey, girl, I don't know if you know, hey, bro, I don't know if you know. And it's all disruptive to the purpose of that union. If God meant for you all to go to that final destination, as far as covenant is concerned and being married, all of that gets messed with. Right. Mm -hmm. And talking back with the mind and you start manipulating things. And so I'm very particular when we talk about securing the bag and securing, you know, your purpose. I'm very particular about the people I allow people to know I associate with. Just like you said, some other names that you will not name. You're not going to go into details about what you do in the church. That's all about securing who you are as a person and what you're called to do and also the assignment that you're on. And I don't think we take that as serious as we should. That is so true, because one of the things is once you put somebody on social media, if that relationship doesn't work, now you got to explain to family members and other people what happened to them. <laughs> well, you they feel the like way. they have a right. But they have to earn that. There you go. <laughs> Boyfriend, girlfriend, don't get a picture Hello. on my page. Y'all doing too much. I too mean, if, much. Yo, if that's what you want to do, but do I'm it. Just not, yeah. But it just you, invites, speaking, again, too in much my... into your relationship because it do. People start coming to your body. And then people, well, what are y'all doing? Well, where y'all going? What's up? Y'all like, been doing I, this a while. Ain't right, none of your I business. I saw y'all was in California. Was y'all in the same room? It ain't your business. <laughs> you know, but if you don't want that, don't put it out there. Don't put it on social media and tell me that's not done in my business. Right. It is now. Because you access means you give me a right to speak on it. Yes. I'm, so <laughs> you have to do everything you can to protect. Like for me, I'm protecting my purpose by trying to do what is right day by day. Yes. It takes care of my home. It takes care of my life. It's building my retirement. Everything Absolutely. I do. Having character, have character, and then be consistent. Be consistent in how you treat people. There are people that come to the church and things happen. Yeah. But we have to remove them from the property. Right. Things happen. We have to do a a no trespass. You can't come back. We may have to do an arrest because you got a weapon. Right. I do that to everybody that I catch with a firearm. There you go. Whether you're a member, whether you're a visitor, I do that to everybody that violates certain parts. Okay, we've asked this volunteer. This is a credential area. You don't have the right credentials. Right. Don't come over here. Don't try and push past. Right. Okay, you did it three times. Guess what? We removed your credentials. So if I'm ever in a lawsuit, I did that on my job. I'm saying this to people that are in management. We're talking about securing your bag. If you're in management and you have friends or family that work for you, people that you're cool with, be consistent with how you discipline them. There you go. You will lose your job if you you don't. I fired my own son because Mm. he was violating company policy. I had a conversation with him twice in my office. Yeah. Not in the car, right. not at home. Right. Because daddy is in the car. There you go. Your general manager is in the office. There it is. Yeah. Don't Defining violate that. our cell phone policy, son. I love it. I love he it. He did it through the third time when he came in. Son, I'm not saying that uh, this is your destiny, but obviously it's not. Mm. So let me be the catapult that gets you where you need to park your car somewhere else. <laughs> 
I heard that once and, and I've rode, been using it. I'm going to help you find somewhere to park your car. And you know what? When we rode home that evening, you know what I said? You, you want to go to Olive Garden? You there it go- is. <laughs> we still what cool. you want to eat? Bro, we still cool. But you just can't work here. You just here. can't work here. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Dan, I've had an awesome time speaking with you. Yes. This has been good. This is this is what I love about candid conversations because it just flows and, and God does what he does. Tell the people where they can reach you in regarding your company and, and how they can connect with you, with you if they would like to uh, utilize your services. Diplomatic Emergency and Crisis Management on Facebook, Diplomatic Emer- uh, EMC Group uh, on at yahoo.com or Daniel underscore Moody 12 at yahoo.com. Uh, if you want to reach me, I do things with churches. I'm doing webinars. You can uh, reach out to me. I can sign you up. It's a six-week course. If you can't afford to just bring me in to train your team, it will train your whole team. I say partner with other churches. Or if you want to get a concealed handgun license, you never handle a gun, get in touch with me. I can train you on how to do that. Now, I know that you go to church, and I know that I you do. didn't know I was going to do this. That's all right. But if, in fact, your church doesn't have a security team or they do and they want to enhance it, let your pastor know that I you will come over know. and do something free for them to get them up and going. You already know. I, you know, I, I was going to have sidebar conversation. <laughs> That's all right. But that was for me, y'all. That ain't for, yeah, that ain't for, for me. You. <laughs> <laughs> I sure appreciate you. And yes. I'm going to leave you family with this. I want you to think about when we're talking about securing the bag and protecting your purpose. Number one, invest in yourself. You heard us talk about the importance of investing in yourself. It starts with you. Know about your character. Be a person of integrity. Be consistent in who you say you are. That matters. Reputation changes according to people's view of you, but character stands. So be consistent in that. As you elevate, as you expand, understand you need to evaluate the people who are around you. If you do not evaluate those individuals, as you elevate, your platform could crumble because you did not evaluate the people as you expand. And understand, although they've been around for 20, 30, 40, mama, sister, cousin, whoever, you have to make some conscious and real decisions about who can be around when it comes to securing the bag, protecting the purpose. So family, I surely appreciate you listening in today. I hope that you got something that was beneficial for you. And ladies, remember, and, and me and Mr. Moody are going to have some conversations about what it is to protect yourself. We need to be better about that. We've gotten a little lax. And so be uh, stay tuned, rather. I'm going to be doing something regarding protecting yourself as a person. So may your Monday be far from ordinary family and your week manifest into God's best. Love you.